Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. Hello, this is Casey Stubbs for the How to Trade It podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about how I made 683% trading this year with my stock account. And I was just reviewing my results over the past year. And I do this periodically just to make sure that I'm trading good, to make sure that I'm following my rules, to make sure that I'm having success. I just review all my trades, want to make sure that I am being successful because it's very important that we have systems and rules that we follow. And when I saw that it was a 683%, I was pretty excited about that because that's a pretty awesome year. And it doesn't happen all the time. And I wanted to just run through all of the different things that caused me to get to that point. And I thought it would be beneficial to you. So here we go. How I was able to get 683% return on investment in the last year. Now, the very first thing I wanted to talk about is trade selection. I looked at all of my trades and the reason I had such a great ROI this year is first and foremost trade selection. I am looking specifically for trades that have quite a few qualities and I outline this in my strategy called the dream trade strategy and you can get that. I'll include the link below. I have a complete course. It's about an hour long, so it's going to be a lot more than what I can detail in this podcast. But the first thing is I have done a really good job of finding the right trades. And basically, I'm looking for stocks that are trending to the upside. And the law of trading says that if you find a stock that's moving up, there's a high probability that it will continue to do so. Now, I use specific screeners, which again, I teach those in my course, but to get the basic idea, I'm looking for high volume and I'm looking for stocks that have made new highs. Um, If they have recently doubled, then I'm looking for stocks that could double again. So if they've recently doubled, they could double again. And when you buy a stock that doubles and then it doubles again, well, then you can double your money on your trade. And so that is the very first thing that I would attribute to my success this year is finding stocks that are trending. In order for me to break this down and make it easier for everyone to really understand how to do this. The next part of the strategy is timing your entries. Because just because a stock went up, if you buy it at the very high, then you still might not do so well. Because when it goes up for a long time and you buy it for high, it pulls back. Or sometimes it'll change direction altogether. So you have to time your entries. 
So step one is finding the right stock, and then step two is timing your entries. Now, one of the things I want to say about timing your entries is that when you buy a stock that is trending up, even if your timing is off, it still will help you have a higher win percentage. So there's times where I've made some bad trades on my entries on the timing, but because they were so bullish stocks, they still ended up being really good trades. Now, sometimes because I time it, I have to hold them a lot longer, which if you are holding your stocks longer to make a profit, then that hurts your overall account growth because the more that you buy and sell for a profit, the faster, the faster you're able to rotate and grow and double and triple your account. So you want to have a high rotation. Let's get to the specifics of the timing. When I find a stock that is trending upward and I'm looking for higher highs and lower lows, I will then look for it to make a new high, but I don't usually get in unless it either A, breaks a new high, or B, has a pullback of some kind. So let me explain. If it is going sideways for a long time, and then all of a sudden it makes a new high, I will then buy it at that new high. However, if it makes a new high day after day after day, and then I just find the stock and six days in a row, it's made a new high, I'm not going to buy it then. I have to get The stock has to trade sideways or it has to pull back at some point in order for me to get my entry. One of the ways that I like to find entries is waiting for pullbacks using moving averages and support and resistance levels. We'll draw a support level, which is basically whenever a high gets broken, then that becomes a support level. Because price will a lot of times come out. So if I am looking at a stock, it's trending up, it's gone up for like six days in a, way, in a row, I'm not going to buy that until it comes back down and then retest the support level. And usually if I draw a 50 period moving average, it will come back and it'll hit that 50 period and it will also hit that support level. And I want to break that down because you're listening, you might not quite understand. Let's use an actual example. If the stock is $60 a share and the new high is $60 and it breaks that high and it goes straight up to 70, well, I didn't find out about this stock until 75. And because you can't trade everything all the time, you don't have enough money, you don't have enough energy, you don't have enough focus. You sometimes you just find trades late. But what an inexperienced trader will do is that's called FOMO fear of missing out, and they'll just jump into the trade. That's not good timing because then it might reverse. What an experienced trader does is they look at the stock and they're like, oh, this is moving up. That's good. Develop a plan. I'm not just going to chase a trade because of FOMO. Never chase a trade. Always make a trade plan for each individual trade, and then let the trade come to you. So in that specific example that I just mentioned, I would wait for price to go back to support, which is the $60 level. Because remember, I had explained that it had just made a new high at $60. So now I'm waiting for it to come back to $60. When it gets back there, I then usually will wait a little bit for a price action pattern to develop. 
And what that means is I'll look for a bullish pin bar. I look for some momentum, something to say that it's going to honor that support level and then get in their continued direction. And a lot of times when it does that, you'll get in, it'll bounce off a 60. I'll get in at 62 and then it pushes up to 70 and then it'll push up to the next level, which might be 80. So I could get a $20 trade. And here's the real advantage on this. And I'm going to talk about this in uh, in the next section about why I've made so much money. But when you buy a stock at a support level, you have a tighter stop loss. And that means that you're risking less money or you might be risking the same, but you're able to put more money on it you'll be able to buy more because you have a tighter stop, right? So if you're only going to risk $200 and your stop is $5, or if you're going to risk $200 and your stop is $2, you can risk more and lose the same amount of, or you can risk the same amount of money, but buy more shares because you're using a tighter stop. And so over time, that will increase your percent ROI. So that's another little trick that traders learn is that that stuff matters. Those tiny little things that you do every day consistently, it matters a lot. It's an exponential trick by having a tight stop loss, but you can't, you don't really um, lose more trades because you're buying it at the right spot. So if I was watching it and I had fear of missing out, the only logical place, if it's moving up at 65, at 66, at 67, the only logical place to put your stop loss is below support. So if the support is 60, I'm going to place my stop at 58. But if I get in on a bounce, if I wait for it to come back to 60, and I put my stop loss at $58 and my entry 61. Well, that's a $3 stop. But if it's going to 67 and I'm fear of missing out, I have to put my stop all the way at $58. That's a $9 stop loss. And then the chances are it's coming right back to $58 anyways, and I could get stopped out and then the trade goes in my direction. So instead of being patient and making a 20% ROI on that trade, you lose 10% because you were impatient. And so timing is critical and money management is super important. And that is the thing that new traders don't get because it takes a lot of experience of doing that over and over again and finally figuring it out. Now, of course... We've had a lot of traders be successful with the dream trade strategy and uh, they've gone through the course and they've learned the training because I teach all of this in the training, but it still takes time to learn on your own. You have to experience this stuff. But that when I was reviewing my, my trades in the past year, that was probably the third thing. So just in review, part one is finding the right trades and trading with the trend. That's really important, finding the right stocks. Uh, the second part that's really important is timing and making sure that you are getting in on a pullback on support and resistance. Now, the third part I'm going to talk about is risk management. 
So the third part is risk management, and that is being able to get into a stock at the right time with a very tight stop loss. So when I've been exercising good patience and good timing, then I've been able to have a tighter stop. And that has helped me tremendously in my winning percentage and also in my gain size. So by being patient, it has improved over the last year. I've seen my wins increase in size and I've seen my losses decrease in size while my winning percentage has stayed the same. And as I just pull up my my chart here and I'm just looking at my win percentage, my win percentage is really good also. That's the other thing. In, In waiting for your timing and being able to find the winning the the trending trades my win percentage is pretty high uh, as a matter of fact this last year was the highest i ever had my win percentage was about 85% and so when you're winning 85% and your average win is a, is bigger than your average loss it's pretty good now one of the things i think that has helped um, as well is the fact that I haven't been holding trades quite as long uh, because I like to get those big 20% winners. That's my ultimate goal. But there's a drawback. This is another thing that I learned uh, that makes a big difference on the account that you don't really realize. If I have a trade that's up 15% and I want to get to 20, but it's going to take a week to get there, I'll just close it and take the 15 And why is that? Why is that important? Because every trader says, well, you want to have a a good risk-to-reward ratio. And what that means is you want to risk $15 to make $30. Or you want to risk $15 to make $45. And yes, that's true. And you're going to grow. But here's what they don't understand, and it's called time cost. The longer you hold that trade without actually collecting the cash... It's not money until it's a realized trade. So you look at your account and you're up 500% on your open trades, but it doesn't actually count for cash unless you close it. So if I open a trade, if I take a trade and I risk $500 and that trade is up, now I've doubled. If I'm waiting for another 5%, I can't use that cash to, to grow my account. So the longer that I hold it, the longer it's going to take me to redeploy the funds into new trades. So one of the key things that has helped me to grow faster is not waiting for trades to hit target, but to take the cash and then redeploy it into a new trade quickly. So here's how I let this play out right now, and because portfolio management is really important and I have built a strategy to help me do it. And and what I've done is when I'm up on a trade and I think it can hit the target, I will hold it unless I see a new setup that looks like it's about ready to go. And it has to be an A plus setup. That's another thing that has really helped me this past year is I've eliminated my bad trades and I've eliminated the junk. In the past, I used to just take a setup and I'd just go with it. But now I'm only taking the best setups. Why if why take anything less than the best? 
I, when I, and, and how I discovered this was because I was looking at the account and I was taking hundreds of trades and I would look at it and 95% of the trades were not doing anything for my bottom line. They might be a dollar here, a dollar there, or I would lose money, dollar here, dollar there. But then there was just a tiny handful of trades that were just crushing it. And those trades were the ones that were pushing the account forward. So then I thought, well, if I eliminate all those piddly things, all those things that were really just from me not following my rules and being impatient, then that would have an improvement on my return. And as I was able to do that and only execute the good trades, well, I was able to see a pretty nice improvement there. Now, uh, getting back to what I was talking about before as far as rotation. So now what I do is if, and I had this experience happen just yesterday, I was trading up work and the stock was up. My target was 100% ROI on that because it was an option and I like to double my wins on my options. And so I was up at like 85%. Well, I immediately saw another setup and I didn't want to wait for it to cash out at 100. So I just closed the trade. I just closed it at 85% win. 85% win is still good. And so then what I did was I then took all of the profit on that trade and I rolled it into a new trade. So the next trade that I made was more money. I was It was a, a larger investment. And that's one way to grow your account is you take your profit and you roll it into new trades. And that's how it grows. That's how the stock market grows, how stocks grow your account. Now, where traders get in trouble is they don't manage the risk and they might be on a really hot streak and they're growing really fast, but then they throw everything into one trade and they lose the whole thing. And uh, it took me a long time not to do that. So now I will roll a lot into it to grow my account, but at the same time, I'm very cautious on my risk management. So that would be the fourth thing that really helped me uh, get an improvement. So the first one was trends. The second one was timing. The third one was risk management. And then the fourth one is not holding on to my trades as long and rolling over the profit into a new trade. Now, when I'm looking at my results here, I would say the fifth thing that has helped me is learning how to trade options more effectively. Now, when I teach the dream trade strategy, I primarily talk about stocks. I may launch an options course at some point because I have had a lot of success in options and I think people would really benefit from learning how I trade them. And you're going to get that for free here right now. Uh, so, in the past, I would try to buy out-of-the-money options, and I'm not going to go into detail on how that works, but basically, when you buy an option, you buy an option to buy the stock at a specific price. So in the example of the option for Upwork, I was buying an option to buy the stock at $50. Now, in the past, I was buying out-of-the-money options, and I did that because I thought that that was the way to get bigger wins. Um, and then I would also buy options that would expire pretty quick, usually two weeks. So I made two adjustments, and those adjustments has helped me out tremendously. 
And number one is now I'm going for a long-term option, at least 150 days, like half a year. And what that does is that gives me time to wait out my trade. So if it doesn't move in my direction right away, remember, I'm trying to roll these over quickly so I can grow my account, but I don't want it to expire worthless either. Because if your option doesn't hit your price target, it will expire worthless. So the two things I did that really turned my options trading around was I extended my time frame to at least 150 days, which gave me more time to win the option. And some of them I've lost even at 150 days, so I'm thinking about expanding it even further. I'm going to test it and see how it works. Uh, and then the other improvement I did on my options trading was I was buying at the money or in the money options, depending on the price of the option. If it was, because when you buy an option at the money or in the money, then it's more expensive. And if you don't understand all of that, uh, you can look on our website at tradingstrategyguides.com and just look for the options trading articles because we have some good content and training on how to trade options uh, on the website. And as I said, I might launch a course later on. And so mixing the stocks with the options has helped me really do well. Now, the thing that we have to realize is that when I'm looking back on my, my year where it was 650%, 680% ROI return, that was after... That was all after the COVID crash. So the COVID crash happened in March. And so I've been trading after that. Hello, this is Casey. And I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience, sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset, and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. And we have to take that into consideration. The move after COVID has been one of the biggest bull markets ever. Uh, the market has basically just gone straight up. Now, that didn't guarantee me to have success because there's been tons and tons and tons of stocks that have dropped and haven't done really well in that same period of time. They really haven't. And so the selection really helped me. Um, but having this type of a market has been another factor in the success of my account. Now, 
When I say that, though, this strategy will work in a bearish market. It's just harder to find the good trades because we're only trading stocks that are trending up. So in a down market, there are still stocks that move up. And what you want to know is that if we look at the market, most of the people look at the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ. The S&P 500 is only the top 500 stocks in the economy. And it's not an accurate picture of what's actually happening in the economy because if you're only basing it off the best 500, that's not a big enough piece of the pie. You would have to include some bad companies in that, right? So you know when the market's going down and it's the best companies, then you know you really are in a bear market because the best companies are underperforming. But there's another factor that you need to consider in when you look at the S&P 500, and that is the top performers tend to carry the load. Uh, you, Tesla was added. So Tesla, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, those stocks carry the load on the S&P 500. And there's been days when most of, those have, most of the stocks have been down, but then like those four or five are up and the S&P 500 goes up. So with those big heavy hitter stocks, it doesn't really give you a clear picture of what the actual market's doing. And that really doesn't, to be honest, that doesn't matter for us because if we're finding the trending stocks, even if the market's down, we're just going with the best stocks. And that is why we can make money in a bear market. But I am going to say, when it's a bull market, it's a lot easier, and that's one of the main things that I attribute the success that I've had in this past year is I really attribute it to this bullish market in conjunction with all of the things that I had mentioned um, previously. And with that being said, one other note on a really strong bear market like what we just saw in February and March of 20 when COVID hit, that market just collapsed. There was not really any trades during that period. Um, there were a few that were able to be taken. Uh, I personally was out of the market at that time. And that was a good thing because I got out when the market started to crash and I just didn't test anything until we started to see things turn around. So in a big bear market, you do want to protect yourself. So if you worked really hard like I have and I've grown my account and I've really traded well, if all of a sudden a bear market hits, I don't want to give that back. So I want to be really diligent about risk management and finding the great stocks to trade. And I, when I look at my account overall, just in review, it was the trend, finding the right stocks in the trend, uh, using timing and buying on pullbacks. Uh, that was the second thing. The third thing was uh, using money management. And the fourth thing, you know, buying on support, tight money management. Uh, and that kind of fits in the timing category as well. And then the fourth thing was rolling over my account quicker not waiting for targets to be hit, but taking the money I made and redeploying it. And that only works, that particular point only works if you have a high win percentage. If, you're, if, you're, if you redeploy that money and you lose it, then it doesn't help you. You got to win and win and win and keep a string of winners 
and that will really help grow your account. Uh, and so then the, the last point was uh, options trading, using options, mixing options with my stock to give me greater buying power and greater return. Uh, when you buy an option, instead of getting a 10% return or 20%, you can get a 100% return. Uh, there's a greater risk involved, so you have to learn how to trade options. So the last point in options for me was learning how to trade options and you, managing those options risk. So, And then the last point was that we had a great bull market. So I hope that was uh, helpful to you. And if you have any questions, you know, don't hesitate to send us an email at business at tradingstrategyguides.com. There's also going to be a link to our Dream Trade strategy. You can leave comments there and we give feedback. And it's a great strategy. And it's performed extremely well this year. And while I'm talking, I want to share something with you. I had, um, I had a customer, or it wasn't a customer. They didn't buy, but they sent me an email to my support team. And they said, well, how did Casey do? And that was actually the reason why I started looking at it this week. They said, well, how did Casey do on the dream trade strategy? What's his performance? And I was talking with my support team. I was like, well, it doesn't really matter what I did because they're not going to do that. Like I have 20 some years of trading experience. It doesn't matter what I did because you're not going to do that. Now, just because you get my strategy doesn't mean you're going to do what I do because I've just told you I have improved a lot in the last year. And this is after trading for 20 years. And so every year I'm getting better and I'm learning more. And I'm teaching that to everybody that, I, that I'm, when I learn something, I'm teaching it. But you're not going to be able to take my strategy and do that. And I'm not doing, saying that to discourage you. But what I'm saying is these principles work and you can see that I've done pretty well with them. But I don't want, I don't really usually talk about my performance and saying, oh, well, this is what he's going to do if he trades this strategy or this is what she's going to do or whatever. It's a great strategy and it's worked really well for me. In order for it to work for you, you're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to learn the techniques. You're going to have to just keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing when things are hard because that's just how life is. Nothing is easy. If everything was easy, everybody would do it, right? And so I'm sharing you with you my results here, not to say that I'm amazing, not to say that I'm special, but to say that it can be done for someone that works really hard. And the techniques that I am teaching work really well, but these results are not typical. It's going to take you some time to learn how to do these things. Even though I'm showing you how, you're still going to have to do it. You know what the very best way to learn something is? By doing it. It's to learn by doing. When you first start driving, you, the, your mom or dad or your driver or instructor or aunt and uncle or whoever's teaching you, your brother, whatever, uh, they show you how to do it and then you get behind the wheel. And you know what? When you first get behind the wheel, you're a little terrified. You run into things a lot more and you make a lot of mistakes. And that's how it is with trading. You got to crawl before you can walk. You got to walk before you run. And that you don't want to be looking at uh, Joe Schmo Guru 
in my case, that's me, Joe Schmo, and just think that you're going to be an all-star. It's just not going to happen. And uh, so I hope that that has been helpful for you. Again, I love your questions. Please ask a question about the strategy. Tell me about what you want to hear on the show. Just share anything uh, and everything because your feedback is what makes me better. I have gotten a lot of information from listeners and that's actually helped me increase my performance. And another thing, just a, a little side note, this has been one of my best years trading and I attribute a lot of it to experience, but also a lot of it to the podcast because I'm getting great guests. I have learned a lot of excellent techniques from some of the guests that I've had and they've really helped me um, mature and I get insight. And so become a regular listener of this podcast and you will pick stuff up. It might not all apply to you to, based on what you're trading, but it will help you because it's helped me. And uh, that's the whole reason why we do the How to Trade a Podcast to help traders out. So again, it's been a, 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 my pleasure and I'll see you guys on the next episode, but I would be so excited if someone would send me an email with a question, encouragement, uh, whatever it is, if you need help, whatever it is, just send me an email at business at tradingstrategyguides.com and uh, we'll respond. We want to, this show's all about you guys. All right, well, that's it. And we'll see you on the next episode of the How to Trade It podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.